Hello, people now tuning into the podcast. I'm here to warn you of high emotional content on this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Music City Hammers podcast. We're back, and and quite, we're fucking losers, is what we are. I'm so sad. I'm pretty upset about it, and especially because we we just took a peek at uh, West Ham Twitter, and my sister the source. Yeah, it is West Ham Twitter, but however, Cavani is off. Yeah, he's totally offsides. And he that was my so off. that was my suspicion like during the game because I I kind of had a celebratory moment where I'm like oh he's clearly offsides and then when they made the the decision that like oh nope the goal's good then I was like oh okay well I guess I just missed saw it but then seeing like the still frame of it I'm like he definitely looks offsides like VAR I mean, should have spent more time on it's simple as that. that all you need is a still yeah. you don't need to see any motion you see the still oh ball is on the boot and his shoulder and arm are past that of, I believe it was Cresswell, was on the other side. And Cresswell, you can also tell, is running forward to pull him off sides. Yeah. It, uh, by all means, that should have been a nil-nil game. And, I mean, because like, I don't know. I, I got to say, like, both sides played pretty good today. Like, West Ham, the only defensive fault we had was Fredericks heading the, the ball. Leading, leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fredericks leading or heading the ball basically straight into that pocket of three man U players. And then yeah, after that it was like, well, of course we're at risk. But <sighs> it was it was just it was a bad result because it was literally in like the final minute of stoppage you know, time. And and it just hurts so much because they beat us twice this year now because of in last stoppage time goals. Stoppage time goals. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Stoppage time goals, I think, are absolutely the worst way to lose a game. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because I... I, I, I would rather get beaten 5-0 than to lose by one in the 94th minute. Yeah. That, I don't know how to put it. I think it, it's heartbreaking. Because I'm at kinda, least, yeah, at least with the 5-0 loss, you know, probably by minute 50, yeah. you, know, you know it's over. See, and, and then you, you can move on. You can start watching that from the new lens. But, you know, when you go through a whole game going, we've tra- traveled to Old Trafford, we're playing well, this game could be anyone's, and you get to the end, it's like, okay, we're okay with the tie, we'll stay above them, and then boom. Yep. Well, okay, so I was I was watching it with Max, who was on our past two episodes, um, and we were doing like a, uh, I guess it's called like a color cast, where it's just basically unprofessional sports commentary. The, uh, you know, like, you know, just get on, speak, speak your mind about whatever game you're watching sort See, of thing. Yeah. When I, when I heard unprofessional, I just thought like breathing into the mic and getting all close. Well, it, it and, really and, was. It really was. It's like literally you talk and, into your iPhone. And just saying bad words all the time. Oh and, yeah. And farting. And it's just unprofessional. Yeah, it was. It was all of those things. But. Throughout the game, he's like, would you take a tie or would you rather gamble win or loss? And I go, win or loss, for sure. The entire- It's your fault, Russell. No, You've done it. No, and then, uh, and then you know, it gets to the end and, we, you know, we were playing okay the first half. Like, we were doing good defensively. We were holding him off. And basically, I was like, you know what? We're a second-half team. And then uh, second half comes around. I'm like, here's my prediction. Third minute, three minutes into the second half. West Ham's going to win. 
And then Manchester mm-hmm. launches one straight, like, right into Ariel. I think it was the Fred strike. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the lucky lucky landing from the rice yeah election. exactly uh, yeah because it what it oh. bounced off of like three people and yeah and it was just on him in front of the silver platter him. yeah 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 but Ariella did a good job locking that and then um yeah <laughs> but then we did a, a pretty decent counter-attacking measure from there um but yeah towards towards the end that final goal like last minute even going into stoppage time, he goes, would you take a tie? I'm like, absolutely no. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're a stoppage time team. That's what we are. And <laughs> and then they scored. I go, you know what? I'll take a tie. I'll take a tie. Let's just uh, let's get the, let's start it back up and tie it is. You know, I can live with that. And now, oh, dude, I was I was looking at the um, the charts. It's pretty dire. We are ahead of Arsenal, Tottenham, and even Wolves in games. Oh, so yeah. there, there's that's, potential that's, the for us to drop how, all the way no, down Well, however, I think that that may even out because at least through all of this, we're getting games somewhat evenly spaced because the season's going to keep on going. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's still got the same end date. So right. all of these extra games for these teams are going to have to be squeezed in in between match weeks. And especially with all these teams towards the top of the table, chances are they're in other competitions. So on top of those games they're going to be playing outside the Premier League, they're going to have to be playing those make-up extra Premier League games on top of those things. And I'm hoping that that bogs teams down enough to where they slip up somewhere. I'm hoping. Cause because, that- because otherwise, I mean, it's looking dire. Well, after I was reflecting, because set the scene here. So I, w- I was not able to watch the full game today because I was at the studio. And I was giving some people a, a tour at the, uh, for class, and I had the game on in the control room on the big TV, and forgot to turn it off before everyone came. So, like as I, I was the first one in the door, and as I walked in the door, the camera was on Marcus Rashford and the crowd just losing it in the 94th minute, and then I had to sit there and suck that up and quickly go grab the TV remote and turn the TV off and sit there as if nothing had happened, and talk to these people when all I wanted to do was just sit there and cry. I was pretty upset. I, well, and that's the thing because I I think I was trash talking so much throughout the game. Ugh. I kind of I don't know if uh, Color Cast keeps the recordings of any of the broadcasts you do, but if you go back, I would like to. Listen yeah, to that it, it was, it was, what, did, what did Max say? Well, Max was just like, "Oh, mate, that's unlucky," <laughs> you know, like extra gentle. Yeah, no, I mean, I I wouldn't. Say, you know, he wasn't. He he didn't he didn't trash talk West Ham as much as he normally does. You know. Okay. You know, that's all right. Yeah, I it, it seemed to be like a there there was a hint of uh, respect, maybe uh, a bit of sorrow. You know, but also you know he can't say much because Chelsea's in poor form too now. So yeah, they're out here tying Brighton. At least at least we go down together, right? I but so so I was sitting here reflecting once the spotlight wasn't quite so much on me with the class and. I was saying, okay, well, I, I think maybe this is just where West Ham as a club are at a crossroads. It's it's either we're sitting here in the transfer window, we can see the water rising around us, and all of these teams catching form around us that are and will continue to pass us in the table if we do not take action. And maybe this is the point in which the board and who the powers that be, the manager, so be it, Sit down and they go, okay, we are going to spend money now. I, we, are, we are going to bring people in 
to reinforce this team. Yeah, I think we're definitely at a point where we need to start purchasing players. We need, like, defense. I mean, I and, don't know. Our defense is, like, slow, slowly well, coming I, online again. Yeah. Either, either, well, not, not either, both. We need good first team, 100% all the time starting center back to put alongside Zuma because Craig Dawson's good. He's great in the air. He's been decently reliable. He's worked incredibly hard for the club. And I like seeing him on the pitch. I like his performances. However, we need someone to fill the spot beside Kurt Zuma that's at Kurt Zuma's level. That's true. Because Zuma had a great game today. Zuma is brilliant. Yeah. And we need to pick up our game to match Zuma. If we were going to bring in players like Zuma, we do not need to put our foot off the gas now. Yeah. We need to continue on sign more players of zuma's caliber of rice's caliber yeah look at dude declan rice look at jared bowen the way he's playing yeah you know we that's where we need to elevate all the other positions look at aaron cresswell being back the the game he came back immediate impact significant yeah. impact to the game it, it was like we we opened back up like oh wow this was west ham of two months ago before he ruptured his spine on the goalpost. right you God, know that was such an injury too. Yeah, yeah, no, but 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 we have him back now, and so we need to fill in those spots. But most importantly, right now, it's we need the center back and we need a center forward. And that's what it is. Yeah. We need we need competition for Mikel Antonio, or or the option where we could go to to two strikers, two up top, and we have a really partnership. See, I'm I'm a little bit confused as to why we don't. Because I feel like at this point, I, I almost consider Bowen more of a striker than I do Antonio now. Well, yeah, Ant- Antonio, he has a lot of freedom. He wanders around a lot. A lot of times you'll see him coming up the left side of the pitch. Not a lot the right side. He, he kind of leaves Jared Bowen his space. Right. But it that we we need to reinforce this. It's, it's not want. We need to if we want to make top four. And I think that if we don't make top four, Declan Rice will be gone in the summer. I Yeah, I think so. And, and, and he should. I don't like to say that. I don't, I don't want I don't to, say, like that. to say that. But if you were Declan Rice and you're sitting there looking at, at all these people he, he's friends with on the England national team, and you're looking at your Marcus Rashford and your Jesse Lingard and your Mason Mount at Chelsea and your Phil Foden at City, and you're like, all like critically, all these people are saying, I am at these people's level or above that. Right. And yet these people have trophies and are winning stuff, and I am sitting here nine-tenths of the way there at West Ham. Why would you stay? And that, he's already making less than those people in the weekly wages. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. I I suppose he has like all the reason to leave. And I, I think I think because I don't like to say it, but when I put myself in his shoes, you have to sit there and think and go. You at, at, there comes a point where he has to make a choice, and it's a it's a terrible choice. But he has to make the choice. Are, are you going to devote yourself? Are you going to be Mark Noble? Are you going to devote yourself to this club and stay here through thick and thin, or are you going to go for? your career yeah that's true like personal glory or team glory i guess yeah and i guess the concern is is if he leaves west ham does sort of fall apart because oh yes just analyze any game yeah and especially this one in particular he made a huge difference he is the difference yeah every this team almost every dispossession this game was rice yeah it was insane. And, and yeah. like every time I'd catch myself going like it, it was interesting doing a live commentary along with it because I found myself noticing like saying names a lot more. Rice's name popped up like every three minutes. He's so good. And he's like they, they were saying 
for I believe so thus far it's the I don't know if it was the this season statistic or if it was for the last year statistics it just came out early January now but he has the most forward carried yards of any player in any of the top five leagues yeah in any club by a good couple hundred yards I think we just need some sort of support at the top so Antonio's not expected to just get a pass we can charge week in week out yeah because I mean and honestly it it, does it not logically make sense that he's having a bit of a drop in form when he's playing every single competition right because we do not have another option we must play him Mm -hmm. you know it like no freaking wonder yeah it it makes total sense so that's why I'm saying and I know I know that we are always secretive around transfers and like in the past years, you've ne- I've never known what's going on until it happens, right. d- despite all the speculation. So I know that that's the way it works, and I know that they make signings late in the January transfer window. It's the way it's been. And the last two significant ones we made were Jared Bowen and Thomas Suchek, which were both just astronomically good, and, and, both, and then Jesse Lingard as well this past season. Right. And, and all of those moves were spot on, and all of those moves came in the last, very last closing days of the transfer window. So I know that if something will happen for West Ham, it will happen soon. However, that needs to be significant. And I think today just proves that even more, that we need to win games like today. Yes. At the very, we should be disappointed with ties in games like today. And I know we went to Old Trafford. But if we are going to move into the second biggest seating capacity stadium in the league and we are going to call ourselves a big club in London, and we are, then we need to invest into the team. I think, yeah. I, everything you're saying makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to find, like, talking points around it, but I'm like, no, I am in complete 100% agreement with you. Because I'm, I'm kind of tired of just seeing, like, these pockets of brilliance. I kind of want, like... I, I want that week in, week out, and we could do it. David Moyes has taken this team from relegation scrap to Champions League scrap yeah. in two seasons. So he can do it. He can coach it. He has the players to do that or he has had the players to do that he needs more players to do that because now that we are in the Europa League now that we are still in the FA Cup we cannot rely on our starting 11 to have to carry the burden of everything yeah well and that's I think that's what I'm looking at all these other teams going like what's the big difference here and it is the depth because no, that's that's what it is yeah because I was looking at our bench today and Max was asking me like you know what what's some subs that could actually like make a good impact towards the end i'm like nothing like everything would either be worse or a lateral move you know and and not even a lateral move it'd be kind of like a it throw off the chemistry or the player just isn't the same like the only question i had for david moise today is why did why 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 did you take sufal off the field and if sufal was going off why was it was Ben Johnson? He was on, he the, was bench. on the bench. Why was it not Ben Johnson going on? That's that's what I said. I was like, that's not the person. That, that was one of my that seeing the lineup this morning. That was one of the only things I was like, I love Sue Fowl. Yeah, I love him. But right now I'm favoring Ben Johnson. And I think he's done a, a phenomenal job. So has Vladimir Sue Fowl. Yeah. So has well, Johnson's Sufau. just totally. I think Sue John, proved Johnson, himself for a while. Yeah, Johnson's proved himself this season, and it's like and Johnson has elevated his game, and it, it, like we can see just over the course of this season, the improvement in his game. Right, and games like today are how he improves more. He doesn't improve more playing against Norwich. That's true. Or against Watford. 
Yeah. You improve by playing against and being around the people who are better than you. Yeah, the big... You, the big dogs. Yeah. You, if you can't... You know, if you're not trusted to play at Old Trafford against Man U, then, it, you know, it's... Well, and that's what we're trying that, to get, and I think if, that we can get there with him. If he's not trusted to go against Man U, why is Fredericks? Yeah, no, that too. That's a, an amazing point. Yeah, that's an amazing point. I, I you know, I, that's I, the thing. I wonder if it was like some sort of behind the scenes thing where Frederick's like, "Well, hey, I need more playtime or blah blah blah." You know, I wonder if that was like I, a moist decision I'm, to I keep am him o- happy. I am okay with Ryan Fredericks in the Europa League. Yeah, and in the FA Cup, if you want, if you want to play him, then great. Yeah, play him then. That is just fine. But on a game like, and I was the same. I, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the whole game. But today, he was our, the only sub. Right? Yeah, more or less. Wasn't he the only sub? I think he was the only sub today. Yeah. And I'm sure Man U used all three. Yes? Yes. Because they they put on two more offensive players towards the end. They were offensive. Um, So, there you go. They have two more sets of fresh legs on the pitch at the end of the game. And that's because, like you said, we're going to be only making lateral moves from the substitute position. Yeah, I was about to they they put on uh Martial and Cavani all like at yeah, the two 80 strikers. Yeah. Two strikers. They, yeah, they have two strikers hanging on the bench to replace the one that's already and we have we have the one who's played every game this season. And yeah. nothing, no support. We need help. I do not care the price. Mr. Kretinsky. Mr. Kretinsky. is a billionaire with a B. The prices that I have seen floating around for significant improvements are in the numbers from 20 to 30 to 40 million with an M. He has billion with a B, and the club is massive. And he is a minority shareholder. Right. That means there are other people with similar amounts of money sitting there. And... If they do not want to pour into this team, then they can get the hell out of here. Yeah. I'm in agreement. I'm, you know, I, if you want to be a business person, don't go loot the football club. Go do it at whatever store you own. Because there's, there's heart behind this. And you can, you yeah. don't mesh with the heart of the people. No, that's what I'm saying. Because the people this will is, revolt. Yes. This type of stuff, especially... Okay, we're going to we're gonna zoom out a little bit Okay, here, yeah, Russell. we're going to... You know... Let's get into the geopolitical climate of now, this whole thing. Okay, to, to, to just say, things are tough right now. They are. Just in general, for everybody. And I think football is giving so much to it, especially West Ham fans right now. That's and, true. You know, if, if these people want to sit in their ivory tower and not spend any money, screw you. Screw you. You're Put some ri- money. Have a soul. Spend money for <laughs> us. Give the poor people hope. <laughs> yes. Oh my word. It it it's it's so simple. It's so simple. You it, know. Yeah. See, and the thing is, is like, how are they not going to get a return on that investment anyway? And and, and th- yes, that that's one thing. Another thing is, I know, I know that David Moyes and his staff know just what we need, just who we need. It's 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 not a question of players being out there. Right. It's a question of if we are going to rise to the occasion and, and go get them. Do you think it's an issue of other players wanting to join West Ham, though? I, th- I think from what I have observed mm-hmm. and what I have read and know of history, it is not 
and 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 and, and us right now, it's a money thing. Really? So often that it goes down to because all all you ever hear from the club is, oh, we are considering a bid for, oh, we've placed a bid in, and then three days later, it didn't work out. Why? Oh, we lowballed them by ten million pounds. Oh, we lowballed them by five million pounds. They didn't so take it. So of course it. we didn't get them. Yeah, so it's like of course we didn't. So we need action. Well, and the whole news of Mister Kratinsky coming in was like that. That whole thing was like great. Now and, we and, have and, money for the January transfer yes, window. And, and That's blame, why we were. And excited. I'm not blaming him too because he's all, he's a minority stakeholder. Right. So you have to get everyone on board to go. We're putting this money forth. We're putting this money forth here. But that being said, the money is there. I know the money is there. And now is the time. We are in the perfect position to go take a Champions League spot. And then that money coming in and the the press you get from that and the ticket sales you get from that and the airtime you get from that, all of that can start building a long-standing dynasty. It could. I mean, I think I think West Ham at this current point in time is at like a crossroads to where they can mess it all up and kind of go back down the same trail that, you know, they've been, you know, for the past 20 years or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to yo-yo back into a mid-table team. Right. Because it's like, you know, I love this team. But it's nice to see him like at least competing for the top, and people you know? enjoying it, and like and, like the times are good, and I trust this team. Yeah, I trust David Moyes and his coaching abilities. I think that's what makes all of the losses a little more hurtful. Is you know they have they. I can, know the players are putting their hearts into it. Yeah, and the, and but the thing is, is our starting eleven are playing week in week out. Yeah, and you cannot find another team challenging for top four that that is the case. City, you never have any clue who you're playing. Chelsea, you may have a loose idea of a couple people. Mm-hmm. Like, Rudiger's going to be in. Mendy's going to be in. You know, if, if Conte is healthy, he will be in. It's, it's And Mason Mount, he'll be in. Yeah. You know, United, Ronaldo's probably going to be playing. You know, Even outside still, of that. There's been a lot of games where Ronaldo, you know, doesn't play the full 90. Yeah, but as, as far as like starting, like he's probably going to be starting. There's a good chance that if Maguire is, is around and healthy, Maguire will be starting. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, Bruno Fernandez will every be starting. Every team has their there. staples. Yeah, every team know? has a couple. But in general, the majority of those, there are always like five, six spots that it could go to anyone at any given time. West Ham, the only thing, the only option that you can guess at is midfielders, attacking midfielders. Because if Zuma's healthy... He has to play. Cresswell has to play. Fabianski's been having to play. Now it's been Areola, and he's done great. You know, it, it's at the right back is a little bit gray right now, but it's right now probably Sufal. Yeah. Maybe Johnson otherwise. And Dawson. That's If those players are fit, those players will be on the pitch, and you know it. And other teams can strategize for that. You know, Rice and Sujak will be playing. Other right. teams know that. Going, It's not It's not an if. It's It's certain. Mikel Antonio, if he's fit, he's playing. It's not an if. You know, the only thing question is, oh, will it be Saeed Ben Rama or Nikola Vlasic? Right. You know, or Lanzini, or, or, yeah. or Lanzini or Fornals. Yeah. Those. Because Mikel Antonio will play, Jared Bowen will play. And those And that's a given. Yeah, and that and that's a given. And those other spots it'll be, huh, I wonder who it is. But it's gonna be either Vlasic or Ben Rama and or maybe Fornals and Lanzini. But because the Fornals and Lanzini, they play a bit back. A bit farther back, whereas Vlasic, Benrahma are a bit up, farther up wingers. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and and that's it. So from a tactical standpoint, we're also from let alone a fitness standpoint, a tactical standpoint, we're we have a massive disadvantage in the fact that people know what they're they're, they're going up against, and that works for against a lot of clubs just because our players are working so hard. Yeah. And our, our and the manager is doing a great job of coming up with new ways to play. However, we cannot function like this forever because you know, it's a simple thing. Is what if what God forbid I'm knocking wood before I even say it. What if Declan Rice got hurt? Right. Oh my God. If he got hurt, because yeah, what, what, what if because well, he, he was out for a bit last season? Yeah. The, the whole team drastically changed. Yeah. What What would we do? What would we do if if he was out just just a minor injury out for three four weeks? Right. The season's done. There's no way we can make Champions League that way. Do you? And it's great that we're sitting here arguing about making Champions League. And it's not, are we going to stay up? It's not, could we maybe get a Europa League spot? It's great that we're sitting here arguing about Champions League. But if things do not change right now, this this argument will not be able to happen for a long time. Oh yeah. Well, and especially because if we don't, if we don't make it this season, this season's. I feel like this is the season where I think people are watching us a bit more. You know. Yeah, and. and like even like we we pulled up the the highlights and watched a bit, and just hearing like the announcers talking about like talking at, about West Ham on level terms with United. Yeah, it wasn't like oh West Ham will be happy with the draw here today. Oh West Ham have had a had a, a uniquely good season. This is an anomaly or or playing above their weight class or anything like that. It it, it wasn't that we were there by any amount of luck. It was we are equal. Yeah. To man you in ability and threat. Well, I think in a lot of ways we've proved ourselves this season. You yeah. know, beating oh, yeah. Liverpool oh, yeah. and Chelsea and then, you know, losing both our Prem games against Man U, but at least we got, you know, our uh, Carabao Cup win in. You know, so it's like yeah. proving that we can beat all these teams. It's just a matter of, you know, what <laughs> what day is it, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I, I, I've seen the results coming over Christmas, and I, and I know that December is crazy, and we had critical players on injury, and the games are coming thick and fast, and and you don't really have time to to strategize or catch up or be able to do it. But I'm sitting here looking at the trend, and at the trend we're going, there are other clubs that that will be passed. We will not be top four if we keep up the form we're on. Yeah, it's that simple. And lucky for us, we're in a transfer window. We need more help yeah and I think another uh, more hopeful point is the fact that when we were losing games over December it was we were missing Cresswell Ogbonna Zuma, and Zuma and Sufal yeah and Suchek got COVID and Fornals got COVID right so it was one of those things where uh, really I'm, I'm more focusing on the defensive half because we were conceding a lot of goals because all four starting defenders were on injury exactly and it's like, and, and it was all a big six team that like yeah, took them and, well, out. And, and the gap in quality was showing. Yeah, between the start, like we need to have at every position, if not multiple, at bare minimum, a person that can step up and be as good as the starter. More, yeah, because I mean, Diop does not have the same quality. Fredericks, I still, I still, I, I may be in the minority on this, but I still have faith in Diop. I think he can form himself. Not, not currently. I think he can form himself into a great defender and he has these great people to look to he has he has Zuma he has Agbana and even to he can learn stuff from Craig Dawson as well Craig Dawson been around a long time and well he can maybe even learn more from it because Craig Dawson is is an older player he's been he's been around he's been around the Premier League for years and he knows a thing or two and he's been doing oh a good enough for us I think I think what they need to do with Diop is they need to get like 
1998 Windows computer and oh like load up a game of I Spy for him. So that way he can get used to like observing things, you know, no, and like I'm, looking I'm being, for I'm being kind to him. I'm being specific kind things. To him. So that way he can actually observe what's going on around him and make proper moves and predictions to be where he needs to be, you know? Athletically he's fine. I feel like he just, you know, doesn't predict well. He just doesn't he doesn't seem See, to have this formation I'm, in I'm, his mind. I'm okay with him playing FA Cup. I'm okay with him playing Europa League. But I can agree need, to that. We and that's great experience for him. And like starting in Europa League, he was doing great. He yeah, had great performances against. And that and that's where he needs to to improve is against opponents like that. I don't remember having an issue with him when I watched him play in yeah, Europa. Yeah, no, League exactly. Games. So that's why I have faith in him. I I think in a year or two he can be a good defender for us. He can be a, he can be a good substitution. Right. However, now we need more help. And Ogbana is aging. I love Augie. Yeah. However, this is the second season now that he has had a significant injury, and he is an older player. And mm-hmm. we have him, we've already extended his contract for the next year, so he's going to be around for at least another year. And because when he was playing with Zuma, he was level pegging with Zuma as yeah. a defender. Zuma was great, and Ogbonna was great. They they were a good duo. Like, they were great. I trusted that. And honestly, were, I mean, they were like they were, and that's the thing. There were only like what, like five games they played together. I think so. Five or six. And it made an impact. And it made a massive impact. Because every time I watched them, like when a goal slipped past them, I was never like, oh, that was a clear and obvious mistake on their part. It was always like, wow, that was some skill from the other team. And now it's like, oh, man, that was a clear and obvious error from the defense. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Fredericks today. Like, that was a clear and obvious error, and he should not have headed the ball in that direction. He honestly probably should have just let it fly out, you know, and marked a man instead. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it it's just hard. They, 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 this this result it makes me angry. It, it's upsetting. It, it and and the thing is because it's not this isn't in a vacuum. It's it's seeing all these points that have been dropped. Right. And the, like especially this section of the season, this is what matters because it's only speeding up and we're only getting closer and closer and closer to the end. You know. It, it, now is the time not to rest, not to not to sit down and go. Okay, let's wait it out. Let's see what things look like before we make moves. Let let's. It, 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 that's not going to serve us in the end. And I, I I just want to see us doing better, better than we are. We're doing great, and I want us to do better. That's true. I think uh, it's hard to remember sometimes that we are doing good. In yeah, comparison. we're we're, sit, we're sitting here this upset about top four. But this could be us every season if now, now is the critical point. That's true. Now like, is the time. We could be a contention for everyone. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, we're still, last season, amazing success. Awesome. And we're still doing better than last season. Yeah. But we, it, it could so easily slip from us if we keep on the trajectory we're on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm hoping now that we're starting to get more defenders back online. And maybe if, you know... That, that's the thing. This next week's really going to be telling of, you know, what the rest of the season's going to look like. Because if we do end up making some transfers, then we are going to be in great shape. Oh, I want to see transfers so bad. That's and like I just want new faces. I do, too. Because I feel like right now what we need is some sort of change up, you know, like some sort of like team flipping thing, not like an ego but, you know, something where it's like you put this player on the field and the dynamic changes in a way that suits everyone on the field, yeah, you yeah. know? Well, and, and 
we just need to make it through this next critical period because the players coming up through our academy are great. Yeah. They're, at least last I checked a couple, like a week or week and a half back, we are, our U23s are on top of the, the second Premier League table. That's true. And Sonny Perkins got played against Leeds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't remember or don't recall anything about him doing anything bad. No. You know? and, and Harrison Ashby? Yeah, Ashby, I'm actually I'm pretty Playing great already. Yeah, already. So that's what I'm saying. It's like we we just need like just like this transfer window in the summer are so incredibly critical in the long term. If you're thinking like long term state of the club strategy, we just need to shore up those critical positions for now to hold us over to where we can get things like Champions League and get that influx of money right. and, and notoriety and just like you know it's. Oh, well, because imagine so what we can get with Champions we're so League money. We're so close to just to being a, like I'm truly massive club, I, and and not like we're massive sarcastically. Yeah, it, like, like a truly massive club, and, and that's why I'm just like I, I'm ugh, going from relegation to this, and been on this journey for so long with everything going on, and it's just I want to see us so desperately do so well. I don't Man. think I've seen you speak this impassionately about anything. Man, I, just, I love West Ham. I love West Ham. I do too. I am so invested in this team and just the, the idea and, and the passion and, and all of it. And I, I just I, I see things going in a direction that, that they shouldn't have to. They, they really don't have to. I, and no. I think that's, that's the part that's frustrating is it's all preventable. Yes. We, everyone, like Moyes included, basically everyone on the West Ham side knows what needs to happen to make something yes. good, you know? Like, you can have blind, like... And, and I know and I know that transfers don't fix problems. Just getting new people... But they certainly help. No, yeah. No, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, getting getting new people aren't... It's not going to be like, oh, great, we got this new person. Yeah. Oh, now, now they're immediately starting. People don't walk into the team as easily as people like Kirk Zuma did. You know? Yeah. You know, like look at look at Nikola Vlasic. Like he he is working. Look at Saibin Rama last year. Like it, it's not turnkey like Zuma, like like Lingard was last year. However, it's a matter of fitness for a lot of players and having options. Now we just don't have the option for yeah. other people. Well, it's more of just like separating the stress. You know, yeah, dividing no, the work. No, exactly. And and and, and the the game plans don't have to change from from a managerial point of view. And it, it's just we need help. I, I think it's it's pretty simple to get us to a position where we can go after the top. Yeah. I mean, I I think at, at this point in time, you know, top three seems more or less out of well, reach. Well, I don't I, – see, I, I'm, City, they've won the league this year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it's, a given. It's unofficial. Liverpool will be top four. They've made it most of the way through AFCON now. Haven't really dropped points. I was about to say. I mean, honestly, in Feb and I think February second's the final for Afcon. Yeah, it's it's early it's, February, it's early February early and February. that's coming up. That's like in two weeks. So they they have made it through it over half of their journey without Mo Salah. So there and, and well I mean, and I mean it's Salah's like really good, but it's that it'd be foolish to say like the rest of their team. Oh is yeah, yeah, also yeah, I know. Incredible. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm yeah. So. They've made it through that. How Chelsea are somewhat slipping. Yeah, Chelsea They've are. They've been dropping points. And at the rate that things are at the – see, United on a bit of an upswing. Tottenham definitely on an upswing. Yeah, Tottenham is actually scary now. Tottenham are scary at the moment. Arsenal, 
on a little bit of an upswing. I mean, Arsenal's still behind us, and they're they're gonna. I think they've Arsenal's got a gonna games. catch us. I think they've got two games on us, and they're I, like a point behind us. I think I think in the final few months, that's when we're gonna really Ooh. be able to tell how much of a shot we have, and it's going to be close. Well, now now, the games against Arsenal, Tottenham, are make or break the season. That's true. At because I mean those are six point swings, both of those. Yeah, I think what what do you think best option is? They draw. With each other, yeah. As Max would say, goalless draw with injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the best you could ever hope for. That's, that's what we can hope for for the North London Derby. Yeah, because I'm I was looking at our uh, upcoming matches, and it seems like we actually have a pretty decent set of things coming our way because oh. we have Watford, Leicester, Newcastle, and Wolves, and then we play away at Liverpool after that. Um, which that's going to be tough. No, we we can do it. We walk. No, I walked we, into this game this morning. Like we can beat United at Old Trafford today. Oh yeah. Well, honestly, we can beat Liverpool at Anfield. I was actually confident that about today. Like I I think that we can go against any club and have a fair shot. I yeah. I mean I I don't disagree with you. I think it's it's really more of like when I look at the lineup. There, there's certain combinations of people that I do feel more confident seeing, you know? Yeah. And if I see those against big teams, I feel good. Like, seeing Zuma and Cresswell made me feel oh. good defensively. Yeah. And Areola. Yeah. Oh, a, a, honestly, yeah, we haven't talked about Areola I, having his first Premier League game. I, You know, I've been, through the course of the season, as everyone who listened will know, I've been defending Fabianski up one side and down the other, and I will continue. However, I do like Areola a lot. And I've said that before, and I think that maybe this is a great opportunity to go, maybe he should start in the Brent. That's what I've been saying, dude. I know, I know. I I like him because we need players of his quality for longevity. We need to meet all the needs of his loan to make the transfer permanent. Right. And to keep him around. He's a world-class keeper. He's incredible world class and we need him fabianski also world class keeper however he's 36 it'd be nice to at least see some variety you know yeah or just or even alternate them yeah you know that's what i'm saying make it a revolving door maybe okay maybe a week to week in training thing like ariel's looking better in training this week he starts this week fabianski you got the fa cup this week buddy you're gonna do great yeah and i it's not like i was like Anti Fabianski, I think no, I was just uh, yeah, pro Areola. No, I know, and and maybe and maybe even that, maybe that's the compromise. Now that's a position in which it's in flux, week in, week out. Right. De- yeah. I'm and make it a training ground decision. You know, like yeah, who's Fabianski looking more promising looking better this week? week? And I'm sure Great. some we'll of start. them, some of them are more equipped to handle different teams than others. You know, like we keep talking about depth. Like, why don't we actually utilize any positions that we actually do have depth in? You know. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, granted, goalie's not, like, the most physically demanding position on the field, but it's also kind of like, you know, just just give them some variety, you know? Like, because I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, we got Fabianski in goal today. I guess we're, I guess we're screwed, you know? Because yeah. it's not like I see him and I lose all confidence. It's just more of, like, I feel like Ariel is... I feel like Ariel is better equipped for the bigger teams. Because I've seen... Fabianski almost looks pressured when he's, like put up against Ariola mm-hmm. was calm cool and collected like the entire time and the only time I ever saw him lose his cool was when the ball went in uh, yeah man I yeah and that was just a series of really good passes minus the fact that Cavani was off sides yeah 
but uh which i know that speculation since it didn't get var the thing is the whatever however the st- and i know even the camera angle was not off but luckily the way they'd striped the field there was a line in the grass that was just about right there where he was yeah so i i like that's uh, it, the thing is is watching it in real time i was like oh good he's off sides they're going to var that that's going to get disallowed and then I was literally just sitting there waiting for them to disallow it, and then they blew the final whistle. So it it was just frustrating because it's like, do you know how many offside goals VAR has caused us? Oh, for for equally as fine of margins. Yeah, and equally it, and, as and, fine and that's of the margins. thing. Like maybe you'll make an argument like, oh, it was his elbow, it was his shoulder. They've done that to us too. Like his hands yeah. all the way out there. It's like he can't even play a ball off the hand. Why does that matter? Yep. You know. So, I don't, that was, like, the most absolute worst way we could have lost that game. If they had scored early on off of a Ronaldo goal, I could be upset, but at least I could be like, well, whatever, you know, can't say. Well, and, then, cause, and this hurts, too, because then, like, if that happened, then you could go, okay, let's see how this team plays a goal down at Old Trafford now. Right. We don't get any of that. We don't get to see how the attitudes shift or, or a good fight back. It's just, oh, you played your heart out for the game. And now it's taken away from Yeah, you. and now you get punished for it. This is like the worst semblance of a silver lining, but here's a silver lining. At least, at least, the last goal wasn't Jesse Lingard. That's true. And I, I said that. I'm like, if Jesse Lingard score, scores like a last-minute goal against us, I don't even want him. Screw that guy. I still do. I do. Jesse well, I mean, I want him now because he didn't score the last goal. I would, I would be feeling, hey, baby. You're looking really good in that, in that Claire and Blue jersey. What do you say? Uh, oh, I want him back. You know, you look all right in that red I've one. I've gone through so many stages on this from, nah, I don't want him. He, he didn't come back in the summer. And really? And no, just come back. Baby. <laughs> come on, take off that red jersey. Take that shirt off. <laughs> Maybe put oh. this one on. Try well, it out. See how it fits. Well, I'm I'm ex- I'm tapped out. I, I have my soapbox. I was about to warn you. We're gonna have to put a warning on the top of this one. Yeah, H- extreme high high emotions. Reached. Yeah, yes. Hello, people now tuning into the podcast. I'm here to warn you of high emotional content on high, this highly week's emotional. episode. Yelling, screaming, cussing, fighting, loving. Um, yes. You know, a lot of it happened. We do it all here on the Music City Hammers. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> well, uh, all right then. I guess I guess we call it. You know, we're we're back. Uh, we we tried to keep a pretty consistent schedule. Uh, obviously, we took an extended holiday break. Yeah, we did. And then we got we back in the swing of work and all that sort of stuff. And then life happens, you know. So we missed coverage on a lot of games. We did, and we apologize for that. We really do. Yeah, but, but we're, we're back on this dismal note. Yeah, yeah, we're we're back. We're impassioned. Uh, so who and knows? We're ready to push for Champions League. Woo! All right, well, thanks for signing in. Uh, we have an Instagram now. Uh, it's uh, yeah, do. at Music City Hammers Podcast on Instagram. So write to us on Instagram at Music City Hammers Podcast if you have questions. Yeah, just shoot us a DM. You can, or concerns or comments. You could insult us, cyberbully us. I will report you, but, uh, you know, we're, we'll also we'll scrap it out if we deem it necessary. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, so feel free to shoot us a DM or anything. If you have any like talking points you want us to talk about, then we'll gladly do that too. But for now, I think that's it.
it's us signing off. Have a good week, everybody. See you next week. See ya.